Welcome to the Work Wonders Podcast, where we simplify HR for small business. I'm Angela. And I'm Susan. Let's dive into today's episode and see what you've been wondering about. In this episode, we'll discuss teamwork and the tips that will cost you nothing to implement when building your team. We'll cover why teamwork's important for your business success, what makes a high-performing team, making teamwork work in your business, So let's get started. This is the Work Wonders Podcast. Hi, Susan. (laughs) Hi, Angela. How are you going? Good. I bet you've got a story about teamwork you can share with us. Oh, I've got lots. But probably the most appropriate for this episode was uh, being invited into an organisation to help them build teamwork Mm -hmm. in the organisation. We're talking about 150 or so employees. They wanted to have some sort of way of getting everybody involved and everybody to collaborate. When I got in there to the meeting, it was obvious that they had one particular thing in mind that they wanted to do and that was to have a soccer competition. So have people play football against each other or on teams with each other build up some sort of competition thing happening and they wanted to make it so that everybody played. Okay. So whether you were the 60-year-old lady from accounts Uh or the 17-year-old from the loading dock or... (laughs) Everyone in between. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So their idea was the way we get people to work as a team is make them them be on the same team. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, So... For me, it was a bit uncomfortable that that was yeah. where they were coming from and and not really the approach that we take at Balance at Work when yeah. we're helping people build their teams. So I decided, though, thank you for oh. inviting me. It's not really us. Um, let's, you know, agree to... <laughs> Disagree. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Not Go proceed. Yeah. Enjoy your nice soccer. Nice to meet you, yes. <laughs> Have fun at soccer. I guess what that story highlights is that we all want our people to work well together yeah and it's like you know teamwork is this magic ingredient that organizations are looking for and you know call it teamwork call it collaboration it's people getting on and functioning together well as a team yeah even when you do come from that point of view and that expectation that people should be working better as a team it's often easy to just avoid doing anything about it, you know, because yeah. you're busy with the day-to-day. You know, there doesn't seem to be time yeah. for getting the team all on board. Um, there can be some uncertainty about, well, where do I start? Mm, you know, you might not have the idea of having a soccer match <laughs> or some other idea. There's sometimes a fear that if we start you know, working on how we feel about each other or the relationships in yeah. the organisation. What's that going to happen? Is that, you know, is that going to open box? up? Yeah, yeah, Pandora's box, can of worms, whatever you like. And then, of course, you might be feeling a bit sceptical about what team building is and what it can achieve. We've all had that experience of yeah. training that doesn't transfer back into the workplace, haven't we? Mm, yes, you go you to know. the team building day and come back to exactly the same thing. Yeah, exactly. So much for that great team. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, teamwork really is important. 
Yeah, so starting with why, I guess why the teamwork is so important. We need teams to work together to complete projects if there's multiple Mm. steps in a project or something quite complex. Uh, For creativity and innovation. Yeah, that whole bouncing ideas off each other. Brainstorming, all of that. Uh, And to make learning on the job faster. Often, you know, especially with skill shortages, it's helpful to have one training another person. You know, yeah, exactly. Sharing yeah. knowledge, yeah. That whole sitting beside someone and seeing how they do something mm. all comes down to teamwork, doesn't it? Yeah. And teams have changed with remote working and hybrid style working, you know, on the rise. Yeah, our whole idea of what a team is, I guess, is mm. totally different. Yeah, and, and certainly relationship-wise, developing that relationship when you've got people that aren't physically in the same space together. Mm. And we'll be um, posting some more info about that in the show notes. Yes. So then what makes a great team? What do you think, Angela? Well, <laughs> is there a recipe? Um, well, there is actually. Okay, tell me about it. <laughs> I, I wish I had the magic wand, but here's a recipe. <laughs> so I did some research into what makes a high-performing team and the latest uh, research that I could find, and there again will be links in the show notes, it's high levels of participation. Okay, so everybody doing their bit. Yeah, everybody, exactly. And also... Uh, that the members are proactive, not reactive. Oh, okay. So getting ahead of something rather than just reacting when things go wrong. Yeah, and taking initiative oh, um, yep, yep. within the team. You know, I've sat in team meetings where the boss has said, well, what do you think? Mm. And nobody wants to say anything. Or <laughs> <laughs> too scared to speak up. Yeah, and that talks to psychological safety. Mm-hmm. And again, we're going to have a link to a TED Talk on psychological safety that explains that. But essentially, psychological safety is where people feel comfortable speaking up, feel safe to give their share their ideas and um, you know things that aren't great. Yeah, Um, you know both the good and the bad. So if we're in a team, we all need to be able to speak up. Yeah, exactly. Share our ideas, yeah. Yeah, and then that helps a team adapt to change. It can help the team see change coming too. Uh, So if you've got a diverse range of people who are all willing to give their opinion, Mm -hmm. then it's easier to adapt to change. Mm -hmm. I can see what you mean there. Good. (laughs) (laughs) One of the other features of a high-performing team is is that they're confident that they'll succeed. Isn't that interesting? It's one of the best things about teamwork, I think, when you get the chance to succeed and, and celebrate that succeeding yeah. together. Yeah, but to be confident that you know your team can do this, I guess that means having confidence in each other as well as the project or whatever yeah. you're working yeah. on. Uh, then also work flows smoothly between team members. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. So that implies to me that there's not competition between team members of you know guarding their own patch or yeah working in silos you know yeah because you're celebrating and you're taking the responsibility of things together as a team it's not exactly yeah, no one's out to beat one another yeah person. so yeah, we're, yeah. we're all achieving yeah. something together a few more characteristics that I came across and these apply really to the individuals in the team and one is that they focus more on team performance than individual performance. Obviously, the two are linked, but their goal is for the team to do well, not to show how okay. well they do. All right. And that's where I start to think back to your soccer 
I know, just what I was thinking. (laughs) Yeah, you're not that player that hogs the ball. (laughs) So you'll get the goal. That's right. Yeah, Yeah, it's about the whole team winning, not just you. You're happy to pass, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's effective communication, obviously. Mm, Um, But that's also, interestingly, is not just the communication during the project. It's Mm. at the beginning when you're setting it up, the briefing, you know, what are we going to do, how are we going to work together, all that sort of thing. And then it's after a project's finished or a task or job are finished, having that debrief time and doing mm. you know, a bit of a post-mortem on okay. you know, what went well and what didn't go well. It always comes back to, muni- to communication. Doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and then the final one, which I really relates to the first one, which was having humility. So it's not all about me and the individuals in the team having a growth mindset, so willing to learn Accepting that they don't already know it all. Yeah. And um, learn, but also share that knowledge. Yeah. 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 So they're all characteristics of high-performing teams. Ooh. It's Susan here. You know, we often get approached by organisations who are struggling with teamwork. They seem to think that teamwork is this magic formula and that we've got the magic wand to be able to get their team working miraculously together. Unfortunately, (laughs) it's not always that easy. So we're able to provide you with solutions that start with an analysis of the team, their skills, the perceptions of the actual working of the team. It's based on the realities of your workplace. And then we can provide you with solutions that will have an immediate and lasting impact. If better teamwork in your organisation could help you, please get in touch via the Work Wonders website. Well, we've told you all about what makes a high-performing team, but how do you identify whether you've got high-performing teams and whether there are any gaps? So based on an article, again, that we're going to link to in the show notes, we've got seven key questions that you can ask. We do. And no need to write them down, as I said. It's all in the show notes where you can read them later. Angela, do you want to start us off? Sure. Um, Well, the first one is, again, starting with why. So do we know what we're trying to achieve Mm -hmm. as a team? So does everyone on the team understand the strategic plan or the goals or, um, you know, how the team's success or failure um, is going to impact those goals and how's it going to be measured? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, were they involved in setting that? You know, like you said, were oh, the expectations talked about from the beginning? Yeah. And could they explain it to someone else? Oh, that is a good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so falling out of the goal setting then is question number two. Is every team member committed to our joint goals? That's a question you can really only know the answer to by (laughs) observing, (laughs) maybe asking them some questions. But having that common goal is not enough in itself. Mm. You need that commitment to it. And sometimes a lack of commitment comes because there's a gap between the individual goals, the individual team members' goals and the goal of the team. And here is ringing out to me that it's, you know, about cultural fit when you're recruiting someone. I'm thinking that too because if you've hired people who you think are a good fit for your culture, they share the same values, if you then find down the track that there's some sort of disconnect or they're finding a disconnect between what you're asking them to do and their values or you know, their own goals, 
you might need to explore that a little bit in mm. case there's something hasn't been explained clearly enough or maybe they're picking up some uh, misalignment, if that's the right mm. word, that you need to really focus on to get the team all back on the same page. Yeah, absolutely. So then if we move on to the next question, which is how likely are we to achieve our oh. goals? So that's a bit like um, smart goals. Mm. You know, it has to be achievable. Yeah, so do you have the best possible combination between what you're trying to achieve and competencies in the team? Mm-hmm. If not, how are you going to identify those gaps in resources? Are you going to be outsourcing or training or hiring new people perhaps? Um, and when you're thinking about that, you know, you need to be building teams for not just now but for the future. Mm. And because things, things change in business all the time. Oh, they do. Yeah, absolutely. And especially in the last few years. I mean, we don't know what's around the corner. Yeah. So it's about making sure that you've got that flexibility within yeah. the team so that you can, you know, adapt and change. Right. So those three are really about setting up for success, isn't yeah, it? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Setting the bar. Yeah. This is where we're, where we're wanting to go. Can we do that? So you remember when we said the... We're talking about the features of the high-performing teams and one of those was ha- that the team has confidence that they will succeed. Yep. So they need to know that the resources are there, the training's mm. there. Question four, do we understand and value our strengths? Mm. So that's about knowing. To do all those things that we just talked about, you need to know each team member's experience and skills and talents in the mm. area that you're working on so that you can give the right tasks to the right people and responsibilities to the right people. Yeah, and how they complement each other. Exactly, and respect that knowledge that is within the team because quite often it can be the people who you least expect who have that little X factor that the team needs, which Mm. then in turn is a bit of a virtuous cycle because it gives them a chance to shine. Oh, yeah. To show, you know what they're good at, which in turn makes them feel good about being on the team. So what more could you hope for? So question number five we're up to is do we communicate well? (laughs) I told you it always comes back to communication. (laughs) (laughs) You are right. So do you effectively and appropriately share the information promptly? Yeah, I think that's about people getting the information they need when they need it. Yeah, not not slowing down the process. Mm. And also, does every team member get to express their opinion? Mm. Is there respect, an environment of openness and sharing mm-hmm. and willingness for that? That psychological safety. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Every single staff survey I've ever done for people, it's something that comes up every single time. Yeah. People feel that they're not, their communication's never as good as they want it to be. And it's because we all want to be communicated to differently. Yeah, that complicates <laughs> And it's really things. hard to do that, you know, consistently for everybody exactly how they want to receive communication, yeah. yeah. But you can make things easy on yourself by coming up with processes that you use, such as having an agenda for each meeting, for example. It doesn't have to be anything fancy, but so, just so people know in advance... Mm what is on the agenda so that they're ready to contribute and that they won't get any nasty surprises either if they haven't, for example, completed something that needed to be completed for the meeting. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with checking in with people that they understood. You know, like you said, everybody needs it delivered in a different sort of way um, and we all say something and then hope that the person listening understands it as we intended, but it doesn't always happen that way. So just checking in 
you know, this is what we've talked about. You've got any questions or, yeah. you know, was I clear there or, um, you know, asking them to, ask, you know, say it back if it's appropriate can help you to be sure that, um, yeah, that the message has got across properly. Number six. We're nearly there. <laughs> <laughs> Are we all willing to lend a helping hand? Oh, that's a big one. Yeah. So it's all very well saying you're on the team, but it's that spirit of cooperation yeah. and going that little bit further, mm. maybe outside your designated role to help other people on the team to achieve the team objectives. Yeah, that's what it comes down to, isn't it? If yeah. we're all in for the team objective, not just in it for me. Yeah, I'm happy to help someone else out because we're all going to get there together. Yeah, exactly. So in that situation, you're going to be happy to share information and resources. A bit similar to communication. If you've got a good team leader, they're going to be a role model on their helpfulness too. You know, we talked about expected team behaviours. So if you want the team to play nicely together, (laughs) then uh, it's good if the team leader also models that behaviour for them. Absolutely. If they're seeing that, that can only lead to good things. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Good thing. Uh, Number seven. Oh, are we having fun, Susan? Oh, yes, we're always having fun. Oh, not us. No. Oh, not us. Oh. <laughs> That's our last we're question. We're a team. <laughs> we are, we are. Um, so work is work. Look, it's not always enjoyable, I guess. Some parts are. It's a four-letter um, word. <laughs> it can't always be a party. But no. if people genuinely enjoy their work and like we're talking about are invested in where you're heading and the goals and so on, you're going to achieve a lot more. Yeah. And yeah. celebrate those successes. And I would say find the ways that are unique to your business, yeah, to your culture. You know, what is it that makes you fun? What is it that makes you a great team? Yeah. What is it that makes you different in any other team or any other business? And and celebrate like that. that. Find your own way. Mm. Mm. Excellent. It might not be soccer. It might be something else. <laughs> <laughs> it might be golf. Yes, cake. Cake's always good. (laughs) I have yet to hear anyone object to cake. (laughs) Cake's pretty safe. Mm. So celebrating together is one thing that can help build a team. Yeah. Quite often there'll be other activities that we'll do together, such as Christmas parties and things like that, or actual team building activities. There's a bit of a danger in that, in believing that once we've done that activity we'll all get back to the office and we'll be all you know getting on just like the workshop yeah Mm -hmm. magically Um, so context is really important because you need whatever you're doing to carry back to the workplace and to introduce change into the workplace I guess if you're not satisfied with how the team's going or if you want to improve then it needs to carry on so teamwork has to work otherwise it's a massive waste of time yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you're spending half your time working in teams and the teams aren't working, <laughs> yes. how much work are you actually getting done? <laughs> um, Angela, there was a bit more to that story about the soccer. Oh, yeah. do tell me. <laughs> well, as we were walking out, they told me a bit more about the organisation. I'm intrigued. And so they said, oh, yes, we have upper deck and lower deck employees. Like okay. Yes, so... Uh, of course, I was intrigued mm. and said, well, what do you mean by that? Well, the upper deck, the management and the admin and accounts. Okay. And the lower deck were like the production, warehousing, drivers. Okay. So, But that was actually how they spoke about 
oh. each other in the organisation. Oh, right. Okay. So I often think if I was as experienced then as I am now, mm. I would have said, look, write me a cheque for 10 grand <laughs> and I'll tell you straight away what your issue is. <laughs> they might not like it. But no, <laughs> they might not like it. But you can see what I mean. It's yeah. that cultural thing yeah. and that implication of... Oh, yeah. Yeah. That kind of undoes everything we've just talked about. There's sort of disrespect in there. There's um, silos. There's mm. so much about not working in a tech. Like imagine that. You'd be you us and them sort of mm. thing. Um, and whether it's just subliminal messaging or just something they say, you know, it still drives culture, doesn't it, if that's something that's yeah. known. Well, that's right. I mean, I've worked in organisations that have had, yeah, you know, maybe even situated on different levels, yeah, but not yeah. referred to no. that way. No, and it has a connotation of upper and lower is better or worse. Yeah, it, it yeah. does, which is yeah, just a feature of our language, I suppose. Mm. But in that case, you know, getting them to play soccer together really wasn't going to solve. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you don't think so? <laughs> no, I wonder how that game would have gone though. <laughs> or games. Well, I'm assuming that, that uh, and this shows my own prejudice, I'm assuming that the lower deck would have beaten the upper Duh! deck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're probably right. We hope you got some helpful takeaways from today's episode, Making Teamwork Work where we talked about why and how you can have great teamwork in your business, including the importance of teams and how you know if your teamwork needs some help and what to do when that happens. Team outshine their competition when they have shared goals and a focus on outcomes. They value cohesion, communication and collaboration and recognise the individual strengths within the team and share work accordingly. Any team building activity that contributes to better teamwork will focus on how these high performance characteristics of a team are applied in your workplace. So what will you do today to improve the teamwork in your business? You can find the show notes for today's episode on our website, including a link to the relevant blog posts and other resources that we mentioned as we're going through. Perhaps you've got some ideas about better teamwork that you'd like to share. We'd love to hear what works for you. If you have, pop onto our LinkedIn page and let us know. Thanks for listening to the Work Wonders podcast. Hit the subscribe button now to never miss an episode. And if you've enjoyed today, we'd love you to tell your friends and leave us a review. What are you wondering about? Let us know over at our website, workwonderspodcast.com.au. See you in the next episode.